0: Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM, and joined today by Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union, along with Haley Howard, also. First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I brought Haley back with me this week. Um she's uh our Stuartville branch lead. So, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know, we opened a new branch in Stuartville in September. Was it Haley? <laughs> Yeah,
1: I was. This year? Yep. Like a million yeah. years ago.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a long time ago. But yeah, yep. so she's our branch lead out there. And she's been on the podcast with us a couple times in the past. Um, she was most recently with us on episode number 80 when we talked about um, some of the s- mistakes people make when they're applying for loans. But she's also been on episodes five and six where we talked all about credit scores. So she's back with us today.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Last week we were talking about... Filing your tax returns. What is the big topic for today's program?
2: Yeah, so today we're going to be covering um, what's actually a really important aspect of your finances. But a lot of people, especially if you're young, probably haven't thought much about this, but you really should. And that is the importance of designating beneficiaries on your financial accounts
1: oh we're all gonna live forever you don't need to do that right yeah
2: right i know (laughs) so but before we really dig into the meat of the program today i just wanted to kind of cover you know what is a beneficiary for those who aren't familiar with that term um in short it's just the person that you want your money to go to when you die. Um, That being said, it doesn't necessarily have to be just a single person per se. Um, You know, you can name multiple people as beneficiaries, even children under the age of 18. You can set up a trust account for your money to go to um, and then designate a trustee off of that. You can have your money designated to go to charities or other nonprofits. So um, it doesn't have to just be a single person. And typically... Um, you would name a beneficiary for anything that's really dealing with your money. So, things like life insurance policies, retirement plans, um, things like your 401k, 403bs, IRAs, you know, retirement plans like that, um, your Social Security benefits in some cases, um, and then, of course, the ones that we're most familiar with at First Alliance Credit Union, your savings and checking accounts. Um, So really, once you kind of designate a beneficiary on an account or a policy, um, then the assets or the proceeds of that account will pass directly to the person or entity named as beneficiary probate-free after your death.
1: That is so hugely important. It is. Unless you've gone through this with a loved one and they did not have designated beneficiaries, um, it's 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 not fun
2: yeah to try
1: to untangle this stuff yeah it's
2: yeah and we're going to dig into all of that
1: okay super important (laughs) i don't think a lot of people actually think about this the importance Mm -hmm. of it until something of course does happen yeah is it difficult to add a beneficiary to any of these accounts
3: No, it's actually not difficult at all. It's usually a simple process. Um, You can add a beneficiary or a payable on death, which we refer to as a POD, to most savings and checking accounts. Um, Sometimes your financial will ask for this when you're opening an account, but they don't always do that. Um, If you're unsure if your banking accounts currently have designated POD or beneficiaries, you can typically just call them to find that out. Um, If you are looking to add a beneficiary to your account, the information that you're gonna need to designate that person or entity would be their full legal name of the person or the entity that you're gonna designate, their address, their telephone number, their social security number or identification number, if it's an entity, um, and their date of birth. This information usually is collected on a form and then it's kept on file at the financial institution. Um, it's also important to note that you can and should always update your beneficiaries throughout your life. You want to think about important milestones in your life that may cause you to want to change who your benefic- beneficiaries are, excuse me, and um, some of those. Things can include marriage, divorce, uh, the birth of a child, the death of a spouse, partner, or beneficiary that you had already designated. Um, any major event in your life can create changes that impact you or your beneficiary. So you want to, you may need to alter your designations to reflect your life changes. Okay,
1: without naming names. Do you ever have any members come in and? You know, on a regular basis, be maybe angry at one child or another and <laughs> and have them removed <laughs> as beneficiaries?
3: You know, I wouldn't say that's ever <laughs> happened. Um, on, on the more serious side, I have had a case where um, a, a, a woman had lost her son, unfortunately, and um, she could not get any information uh, to his account or, or what had happened to it or what he had in there because... Uh, he did not have any sort of beneficiaries or a will or anything like that, so uh, she's currently going through um, the process of, of being able to get information on his account. But it was a lot of stress added on to her on top of losing right. her child.
1: Oh, probably. Oh, uh, the nightmare of having that happen and then to have all that on top of it. Mm hmm. So Absolutely. If you're out there and you haven't done this, this is a great reason why you need to do it. I've also heard the story, without again naming names, I actually do know someone who, after a long period of time, they had a life insurance policy that they took out when they were much, much younger. And the significant other in their life had changed many, many, many years ago, <laughs> but they had never updated it. And lo and behold, that person was still on the list as beneficiaries. Oh, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. So. So it yeah, is something it's, you kind of have to think about on a regular basis.
2: It is. And it's, and it's, you know, in things like life insurance policies, too, it's sometimes if it's something you take out and never really look at again, it's easy to forget about who you did designate. Um, So even if you maybe don't feel like you've had a life change happen recently, it's always good every couple of years to just go back and review who you do have designated as beneficiaries because you may have forgotten and just assumed that, oh, well, I'm married now. So that must be who gets my money if I pass away. That's not always necessarily true. So. It's always good just to kind of go back and reevaluate your current life situation and who you do indeed want to have and your is, money upon your death. It is
1: as simple as calling up your financial institution, First Alliance Credit Union, and mm-hmm. saying, "On this account, who do I have?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or do I have a payable upon death designation yeah. as well? Absolutely. Okay. So obviously, updating your account or adding beneficiaries is simple. But I want to back up. Have you, have, Haley, Can you explain the term that Jenna mentioned earlier? And it's something that gets mentioned all the time when we're talking about after somebody passes away. What is probate? I think people need to understand what probate is.
3: Absolutely, yeah. So probate is going to be the legal process that takes place after someone dies. Um, Essentially, it makes sure that the property and possessions are given to the correct people and any taxes or debts that are still owed are paid in full. So if there's a written will, the court checks to be sure that it was signed, witnessed correctly, and is valid, and then make sure the directions in the will are carried out correctly. Probate basically supervises the distribution of assets and titles to those named as beneficiaries in a will. So if you die without a will in place, The probate process gets a little more complicated because a judge essentially steps in and does the work a will would be intended to do, which means the court would be involved in valuing estates, finding the creditors and beneficiaries, and deciding a fair way to distribute the property.
1: And that's the tricky part, the fair. The rest of it sounds like, yeah, let the court do all the rest of the work. But the court will also determine who gets your property rather than follow your wishes
3: correct. absolutely
1: but in yeah. essence so overall if you had the will the probate is just the court supervising the process that you specified under your will checking in and making sure it was followed correct correct okay we're covering beneficiaries how important it is to have them on all your accounts And we're, uh, well, obviously, it's a good money move, and that's what we're going to continue talking about after this quick break here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. What are 74% of Social Security recipients... And Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves, Andy Brownell along with Haley Howard and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. We've been talking this morning about beneficiaries and how important it is to have beneficiaries. And right before the break, we were talking about probate and kind of getting into what probate means... It's a legal term, obviously. And The last thing we covered, I believe, was that if you didn't have a will during probate, the judge would be deciding who gets what.
3: Right. And although it can seem kind of confusing um, at times, especially if you've never had any experience with it, probate definitely shouldn't be looked at as a bad thing. It's just something that has to happen after a death. Um, It's more about guiding your family through a truly difficult situation to help ease any confusion about what's going to happen next after you pass away. Um, It's not about the courts taking over control, but more about organizing who's in charge, who gets what, and how much. However, that's where adding the beneficiaries to your account becomes that much more important because accounts with payable upon deaths Beneficiaries are not subject to the probate process. Um, The typical probate process can take six to nine months to complete, but if you've already designated your beneficiaries to your account, they can claim the asset as soon as a certificate of death is presented.
1: Is that how that works, that they actually come to the financial institution and present the certificate?
3: Yes, yep, that's how um, we would allow anybody who's a beneficiary to take the assets.
1: I can imagine a scenario where, depending on how complicated your life was, you wouldn't even have probate because you could have virtually every single piece of property you own payable upon death. Right. Yep. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, potentially.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In the, in. And the more complex that your estate is, right, estate planning can be super simple if you don't have a lot, and it can get super complex if you have a lot of different things going on. So, um, And a lot of times, just depending on the complexity of your estate, the process can take longer or shorter.
1: And I was going to add, too, just from my own experiences, probate is also thrown in there to make sure if people are owed money, when you passed away and they're eligible to receive payment after your death that they do get paid right yeah Mm
2: -hmm. okay great point
1: but what i also took from this is that if you have that beneficiary listed for all these different accounts it'll speed the whole thing up Mm -hmm. what are some of the other benefits to having a beneficiary
3: Yeah, so naming a beneficiary is definitely easy to skip over when you're opening an account, but it's really a small step that's gonna save you a huge headache in the long run. The most obvious benefit of having that beneficiary on your account is that it provides clarity for your family and your financial institution, um, as well as the courts on where you want your money to go after your death. Um, You wouldn't have to rely on, or your family members at that time, wouldn't have to rely on the courts to decide who gets what. Um, It would lay it out very clearly in the designation for your surviving family members what your intentions were. Um, You certainly have a lot of options. When it comes to designating beneficiaries, it is most often um, a spouse or your young children, but it could be a relative of yours who really needs financial help or a charity that's very close to your heart. Um, It could really be whoever you want the money to be directed to, could be your best friend if that's where you want it to go it's important to point out that beneficiary a beneficiary will supersede anything you have listed in your will. So you do want to make sure that your beneficiaries match your will's directives. Many people can find out the hard way that the beneficiary gets the assets on an account and not the person named in a will. So it can always be helpful to have a lawyer review your will and your designated beneficiaries to make sure that they are all aligned with each other.
1: That goes back to I was joking earlier about having the girlfriend listed on an account and they didn't update it. You could have a really ugly scenario
3: (laughs) absolutely and without those clear directions um, from your wishes the executors or the state will follow only what the law says in distributing your assets which may not always align with what you wanted to happen with your money Um, also naming a beneficiary might be just as much about avoiding the money going to someone you don't want it to as it is about going the money going to somebody you do want to have it, um, so it 's important to recheck your accounts um, even if you 've already named a beneficiary and keeping this update in infor- keeping this information updated can avoid family squabbles after you pass away as well, which can just kind of put fuel on the fire already
1: yeah, yeah. I have a lawyer friend who who has handled he started some situations for years and years and years and he yeah. he always chokes that don't kid yourself it's always about the money
2: yeah <laughs> yeah and you said
1: seems like periodically it. check this i guess what would be the definition of periodically Would is it something i have to look at every year or should i do it less often more often what do you think
3: you know, you definitely want to make sure and check it and update if one of those, you know, bigger life events happen that we spoke about earlier. Um, but I I would say that yearly uh, would be a good choice. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen um, in a year, and I, I would say, you know, a lot of people um, enroll for like their insurance every year um, where they need to designate beneficiaries and things like that. And you can kind of wrap it all into that same process. Just do that when you're updating things at the beginning of every year.
1: That's a great idea. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: One other question Does the person you name as beneficiary get notified that they are a beneficiary, or is that just kind of um, in your files?
3: Yeah, we just keep that on file, so it would be uh, up to the member to make sure that the person knows that they're a beneficiary. But if, if they passed away and hadn't notified them, um, at that time we would oh, yeah. notify the person, but we wouldn't notify them at the time they're added.
1: And this is for Jenna. Oh, boy. Can I name my dog a beneficiary? I,
2: well, honestly, uh, technically, yes, but I feel like you would probably have to set up some kind of trust account and name some kind of executor of that trust account okay. to then manage the funds for your dog. I, yes. I,
1: okay, well, I didn't anticipate a serious answer. Okay.
2: I think I've
3: heard on the news actually before that some celebrity did that. Um, oh, I believe A it. lot of money.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about beneficiaries, not only on your bank accounts, but also all of the different financial accounts you have and making sure they're up-to-date is a good money move. And we'll be back in just a moment here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Hey, Matthew, we need to restock those sleeping bags. And Jenna Tommel from First Alliance Credit Union on Bronchester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tommel with First Alliance Credit Union along with Haley Howard from First Alliance Credit Union uh, with us this morning talking about the importance of beneficiaries. How... <laughs> this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the pet business. How how should I go about selecting who should be the beneficiary?
3: Yeah, so the core focus when you're choosing your beneficiary should always be to think about the people who depend on you financially. Um, in most cases, you would list your spouse as a primary beneficiary, beneficiary. And then jointly, you would likely name your children as secondary beneficiaries. However, people outside of your immediate family may also depend on you. Um, for instance, you know if you help your siblings or your aging parents pay their medical bills, or um, if you had previously agreed to help pay for your grandchildren's college education. Um, as I mentioned earlier, almost any person can be named as a beneficiary. Um, but your state of residence or the provider of your benefits may restrict who you can name as a beneficiary. So in some cases, you may be required to list your spouse as your primary beneficiary and designate them to receive at least 50% of the benefit. Um, In other cases, you can name someone else with your spouse's written permission.
1: Okay, Uh, can you, if you name more than one can you allocate the percentages however you wish?
3: Most In most cases, yes. You should be able to allocate the percentage. Okay. Yeah. Um, so regardless of who you plan to name as a POD beneficiary, you should really ask yourself a few questions when you're determining that. Um, like who depends on your financial help and in what priority level. You can designate multiple beneficiaries and choose the percent. Of the money they will okay. receive, yep. Um, and then, will you set any conditions before the beneficiary can receive your assets? Like in the case of your um, kids, do they need to graduate from college first, or they can have it when they turn twenty-five, or they have to pay off their debt first, or it has the money has to go to their debt first, um, or do you want to leave any to support any charities or nonprofits or anything like that?
1: Okay, those contingencies you mentioned is that available for a bank account i I could see where i could do that in a trust or something like that but can i put that in writing with you as my financial institution that you know kid number one doesn't get this account until they're done with college
3: you know at this time i believe we just add on the beneficiaries so they if there's more than one it would be split equally um If there's only one, they would get 100% of that. So this Uh, is why
1: I need to set up a will.
3: Right, uh, yep. So they they go hand in hand. So it's going to save you a lot of headache if you have the beneficiary. Um, But if you're feeling like you want to have any sort of stipulations on there, you definitely need to have that in writing as well in your will.
1: And as far as organizations, like you mentioned, the charities, that can just be listed with a financial institution as long as you have the address and phone numbers and the other things you mentioned earlier, right?
3: Correct yes
1: is that something you you folks over at first Alliance commonly see or is that kind of a rarity
3: yeah I have never seen that in I've been here for about five years I have never seen um, a charity or nonprofit listed as a beneficiary yet
1: I know with me every time I fill these out it's spouse and then two kids 5050 of neither one of us is around
2: right. Yeah, and that's, pretty, that's a pretty common split that you typically see most often. Um, but it is just good to know, you know, not everybody has kids. Not everybody gets married, and so right. they want their money to go towards something important to them still. Um, and so that's kind of where those charities come in. Or if you do have a large estate, you sometimes will put a percentage of of your estate to go towards a charity that you've been supportive of um during your life things like that so um but yeah typically you would see definitely the spouse and then children and then after that then if there's anything left kind of down the down the line of priorities
1: interesting uh, information good stuff i mean it, until it happens to you and somebody didn't do this work you yeah. have no idea how important it is Because we were talking, it can be months and months of frustration and a lot of paperwork Mm -hmm. to try to figure this all out.
2: All at a time when it's already emotional and stressful and the last thing you want to think about is the paperwork somebody should have filled out. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, We're almost (laughs) out of time. It's amazing how fast these uh, programs go. Um, I know it where can i go i already know part of the answer but i'm going to ask anywhere jenna where can i go to get more information about beneficiaries and payable on death and all sorts of other information about my financial um goals
2: yeah so as always i encourage everyone to visit our website firstalliancecu.com get subscribed to our blog we release new financial tips and advice every week um if you are a First Alliance member already, I would strongly encourage you to give us a call and just make sure that you have a POD document on file with us and that it's up to date and that the people listed as your beneficiaries on all of your accounts are correct and the percentages are allocated the way that you intended them to be. It's always, like we said, it's always good to check those on you know a, a fairly regular basis. Um, we mentioned a couple of past episodes uh, in the show today, so you can go back and listen to those uh, for. FirstAllianceCU.com slash podcast or on CarocNews.com. Um, you can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn Podcasting Services. And of course, if you have any questions whatsoever about your finances, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. We are here to help get you pointed in the right financial direction and help you make good money moves.
1: Always make good money moves, for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, Haley.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for having me.
1: Yeah, good to have you back on. And Jenna, of course, we'll talk to you next
2: week. You bet.
1: As we continue with another episode of Good Money Moves right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. From the
0: News Talk 1340, KROC.